Cups, the people, the places, and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab. They're flying up front, 500 to go. I issue three quarters of a length clear. Absolute Arty is running second. Going to third on the outside is Let's Party Marty. Let's go Bobby Milrosa giving ground. Getting to the outside, Fanna Caballo Excaro as they set sail for the judge. Well, let's see what he can do at the business. And I issue is just in front. Absolute Arty on the outside. Let's Party Marty. Caballo Excaro edging into the clear. Montiagro man pulled out deeper. Moundy Bay up behind Ushu. Ushu in front. Caballo Excaro, Mounty Bay. Caballo Excaro went up, hit the front. Bookies get the lot. Caballo Excaro defeated a Mounty Bay. Montiagro man closed late in a photo for third with inching closer. Let's go. As we continue following the uh, carnival up the coast, it was the Tab Mackay Newmarket last week, in fact, last Friday. And Jason Taylor successful on the $26 shot Caballo Escuro for Albert Mules. As we welcome you to Bushbeat for another week here on Radio Tab, rounding up the country news. We'll talk more about that program and other Tab results that came through the week. We had the uh, latest leg of the up-and-coming Stayers Series run last Tuesday at Cairns and a big day at Gympie on Saturday for their Tab program. And also news coming out of the Noel Allen Memorial Cup meeting at Blackall on the weekend for the Baku Amateur Race Club. Thangul had their meeting on Saturday and uh, uh, we love celebrating these jockeys that uh, have a winner at their first day of race riding. We'll tell you about that lady today. Also news coming out of Bokabilla Cup Day at Gundawindi and Hewenden had a couple of races before. Unfortunately, the meeting was abandoned on the weekend. So we've got plenty to get through on the show this morning as always. And as always, Rob Luck is here to check the news. G'day, Rob. Yeah, good morning, Tony. Good morning, listeners. Uh, how are you today, Tony? Not too bad. How are you doing? Yeah, all going well out here in Longreach as we count down to a race meeting here this Saturday. But, Tony, uh, yes, you talked about those carnivals going up and down the coast or up the coast as we head to Mackay. And, of course, Mackay Cup Day coming up uh, this Saturday. And I was really pleased to see the cutest money is also added to the Mackay Cup as well as the uh, Whitsunday Guineas. So... Uh, Good uh, initiatives there to have that cutest money on board there. But uh, it was a big day out there on Friday, Tony, and it was a bit of an outsider getting up. But uh, I know Michael Charge had mentioned a, a good run by this horse's uh, previous start. Caballo Oscuro, Albert Mules and Jason Taylor. Jason's known for riding some long shots, uh, getting up over a Moody Bay and Montenegro. Man, in that race, it was a really tight finish, only two lengths back to the uh, six horses. But I see Robbie Fratt had a good day out there as well, Tony, up there in Mackay. Yes, he and Ash Butler each uh, rode a double. Uh, Olivia Cairns and Jared Wheeler each trained a double at the program as well. And uh, I think the pleasing thing, too, from a carnival point of view, is the carnival does uh, head up and down the coast. Some excellent fields there. I know Mackay always has some very good fields for their tab meetings. Uh, but certainly, uh, looking at a race like that, uh, a big field of 14 there for the uh, the tab Mackay Newmarket. And they had 95 uh, uh, runners there for the day, uh, 95 starters. I think was was excellent to see as well. And as you say, uh, things counting down to uh, this weekend. Uh, with the Mackay Cup, the bell of the Whit Sunday and the Whit Sunday Guineas as well. And uh, then the following week, uh, we head to Townsville. Ladies' bracelet and the Magnetic Island Mile comes along on the 30th of July. Townsville Cup Day, of course, and Cleveland Bay will be raced on the 6th of August. And uh, on also on that day will be the Townsville Guineas and the uh, final of the up-and-coming Stayers Series. So some... Great racing on the way, and that's not uh, talking about Cairns with the Cairns Cup and the Cairns Amateurs coming August, September. Yeah, it just flows along all the way up the coastline. And good, good to see um, 
Uh, Ash Butler, of course, getting back after that incident after the uh, the Rocky uh, Archer win. But good to see jockeys like Michael Hellyer also getting up there and got a win on the day. And I noticed he had a win at uh, Warwick, I think it was yesterday. But also great to see young apprentices like Cody Collis uh, back in the saddle and he kicked home a winner for Georgie Holt at Big Odds uh, Go Deep and he also had a place getter on the uh, the day as well. So uh, it's a tough time, carnival time, for the apprentices to um, be able to get those winners. So really good to see. But, Tony, I thought the, the great news out of it as well was the run of a Moody Bay in the new market because we're talking Battle of the Bushes being the highlight of that uh, sprint series in the country and, of course, a Moody Bay, the winner of this year's Battle of the Bush, and the form line just continues to follow through because it, it only went down in by about two lengths in the Rocky Newmarket and it's gone down by a long neck in the uh, Mackay Newmarket. And then when you turn your attention out to Blackhall on the weekend, Jarhead, who ran fourth in the Battle of the Bush, was an outstanding winner of the Noel Allum Memorial Cup on Saturday. Old Jarhead travelling beautifully for Bell as they come to the home turn. American Genius tracking up behind that runner. Heroism back along the rails. LeBuck and fully maxed at the back of the field as they come to the home turn. And Toco Dioro up in the lead has a narrow lead on Zillator. And Jarhead joining in down the outside. Back along the rails, Expellable sneaking through. Zillator has a narrow lead. Jarhead coming over the top. Jarhead, fourth in the Battle of the Bush, wins the Noel Allen Memorial by a length and a quarter. Great ride, Emma Bell. Over Zillator, photo for third between Expellable on the rails, fully matched, rattled home. Jarhead beating Zillator and Lubuck in the Noel Allen Memorial Cup at Bark at the Abaku Amateurs on the weekend for the uh, program at Blackhall there. Robin, as you said in the call, well done, Emma Bell, on a great ride. And it was all the way, even before the start, you saw him go out in the track and he was fresh and frisky. He's, uh, Really enjoyed getting around the barriers. He almost, uh, Emma took a bit longer to pull him up. I think he was that keen to uh, race after coming back from Brisbane. And it's just one of those races, Tony, where you could see that Emma had the horse travelling well. Often he'll get further back in the field, but on the weekend at Blackhall, you had to be up on the pace. And uh, using one of the inside barriers to advantage, uh, she was able to park just behind those leaders uh, early on in the race and really travelling coming to the straight. And once you kick clear in Blackall on the type of track that was there on the weekend. Uh, you were pretty well home and hosed. And uh, poor old Zillator, he's, he's due to crack one of these races shortly. He's also a horse that's been to uh, country stampede finals, um, Battle of the Bushes in past times. So he's con continuing in good form. But this Warhead six-year-old, look, I don't know what Rodney's going to do with him now, whether he freshens him up. Uh, aims for something like the Longreach Cup or maybe he goes down the path of a country stampede at the end of the year. Uh, Lubuck was a, uh, a really good run from the back of the field in that race. But all honours to uh, Emma Bell and Rod Little and the team there and uh, Jarhead continuing that good form out of the Battle of the Bush with that Noel Allen Memorial Cup. And the Blackhall meeting, the Baku Amateur Race Club, had an eight-race program on the day, of course, with the uh, races being washed out at uh, Barcalda and Nilfacombe. Extra races have been added. And, of course, to the Longreach meeting this weekend, we have a seven-race program as a result. But uh, this eight-race program really went off uh, well for the afternoon. But jockey Rick McMahon, if there was any doubt that he was going to look at this jockey's premiership for the year, Tony, I think he put it, put it to bed. Even though Dan Ballard's moved up to 40 on the table, Rick's kicked out to a uh, lead with 
uh, 46 wins. So he's six in front of Dan with only two meetings to go. And, and Brooke Richardson sitting back on 37 with Jeff Felix on the same number. But Rick had this treble on the day at uh, Blackhall. It kicked off in race two with Todd Austin's You're My Hero. Again, just sat beautifully behind the pace, kicked off the turn, went away and won by four lengths over Soul Air, which is a horse you can follow out of the meeting, and Helmet Head. It became a succession of races for Rick McMahon and with Todd Austin, and Royal Confession took the maiden. Now, owner Pam Carolyn has got another one. Uh, these black all maiden winners, there's been some big ones in the past, Boingo by about 11 lengths and Sicilating a similar margin, and, of course, uh, Sicilating was in the Pam Carolyn ownership. And she's got another one, Royal Confession. You can hear a cheering from about 100 metres out when you know that Pam's got a winner. And uh, the spill the beans. First start for the stable, first start for Pam Carroll. And good on you, Pam. Had a good win over Kukinta and Matagorda. Then Rick combined with Mashani, uh, with Shane Iverson on Mashani Operator. 64.5 kilos, three wins in a row after two at Kunamala. One by seven and three quarters over Amadeo that's in really good form. And Oric Gold, that's a last start winner. Uh, dominant win. It was probably arguably the best win of the day. Mashani Operator coming out of the uh, meeting. So that gave Rick the three wins. It gave Todd the two wins. Uh, and as a result, Todd is uh, in equal place on the premiership with Tanya Parry with 50 and back to Billy Johnson with 41. Um, Billy also had a double on the day. So just looking at uh, those guys, uh, we've mentioned Todd with Royal Confession and You're My Hero, but uh, Billy Johnson, he combined with Tyler Leslite for his double, Bonsaga, another one that's going really well for this stable, for the fourth run at the stable, placed all previous three, uh, six from 35, now defeated surprise selection in Old Town Road, and then... In the penultimate race, they combine with Royo that's had three wins and two placings. It's last five. It's a golden archer that's in really good form. Defeated Osaka Sunset for Rod Little and Star Twinkle for Todd Austin. So young Tyler Leslite, I think he was up to about win number 10. Uh, double on the day, combining with Master Billy um, Johnson on the day there. And to round out the day, it became a, a black hole affair with David Rewald. Locally trained, trained and ridden. No refund. Uh, decent odds, $11. Came from probably the only horse in the day that came from midfield or worse and defeated Hand Dynasty, which had got to the lead for the Billy Johnson team and Robbie Farr with Halsey and House, the odds-on favourite. Uh, two lengths away in the end in third place. So no refund, uh, which has been in the money. It's also in consistent form. It's last three uh, of four runs. So, look, Blackhall put on a really good day uh, down there. Um they um, they dragged the track halfway through the meeting because it was getting churned up. They had to do that type of thing, and it really uh, made it uh, more competitive for the last few races. But uh, it was good to see the reaction, trainers and jockeys, and also the uh, acceptances for this meeting. When you get eight races, Tony, it's good to see that you, you're getting some maximum fields through the day and... Uh, and people are responding well to that, uh, the extra races on those programs. And also getting uh, you know maximum size fields, maximum amount of jockeys arriving at the program as well is always good. I know a lot of the clubs uh, do us, uh, give further assistance to the country riders to get out there and uh, support those country meetings, but that's wonderful to be able to see a full jockeys room like that as well on Saturday at Blackhall. 
Yeah, uh, great numbers out there and, uh, yeah, no shortage of jockeys in, in the area when it comes to these type of meetings. I think you get the extra races. That's the extra opportunity to earn an income. And, yeah, as you said in the uh, at the beginning, um, unfortunately, you get the situation for Hewenden where there was only the two races run. But I note that there's been extra races added to programs like Caulfield with an extra race coming up. That's a real Caulfield, by the way, listeners, C-O-R-F-I-E-L-D, <laughs> um, up past Winton, and they run on the 30th of uh, July. But... Uh, Carl Spry ventured out there and got the first winner, Judy, my baby, for Tenya Parry. Well, that gave Tenya the ability to come back into the equal first place in this premiership over Bella Australis in the appointed time. And Miss Ellie took the second for Greg Hickmott and Bonnie Thompson over Meteorano and Major Nick. But uh, it's good to see there's been an addition to programs down the track as a result of losing the rest of that program. Yes, uh, great to see that the, uh, some of that uh, prize money won't be lost to uh, the participants around the various de- uh, areas. And you were saying before about the uh, the premierships, as as we said, Rick McMahon looks like he's got all of that uh, tallied up at the moment. But the Todd Austin Tanya Parry battle for the Premier Country Trainer is going to be very interesting. It'll be uh, really interesting to see where they're going to be sending their horses over the uh, the coming two Saturdays. The non-tab meetings this Saturday: Atherton, Bundaberg, Emerald, Julia Creek, Longreach, and Roma. The following Saturday, the last one of the season, will be the Caulfield Amateurs for their Caulfield Cup, Middlemount Cup Day, St George Cup Day, and it's uh, Great Western Sprint Day at Tambo, which will also feature the head of the Baku River Cup. So I can imagine that uh, both stables will be uh, making sure there's plenty of diesel in the trucks and be heading near wide and far for the coming two Saturdays for Todd Austin and Tanya Parry. Yeah, and when you get to the uh, the last day, the, the 30th uh, out this way, of course, you get those couple of options. They could go, well, particularly Todd Austin could go uh, both ways to Tambo and to Caulfield. And you get the uh, clashes of the Northwest and the Central West horses in that, in that Caulfield meeting. But, uh, yeah, coming down to an exciting finish um, there, um, there. You mentioned at the beginning, Tony, the Gimpy meeting. Uh, TAB country meetings, aren't they flowing along nicely with the uh, response again that we are seeing uh, with the amount of uh, jockeys, uh, owners uh, nominating and accepting with horses? Again, those eight races uh, there at at Gympie. And uh, very important that um, you see these these races, not a memorial one in this case, but Valet Futu Barry Fitzhenry in the maiden plate. Uh, and I must apologise to our listeners. I hadn't been aware myself of uh, Barry's passing, but Barry has regularly been a contributor in past years, as Tony well knows, with the uh, written reports that were sent in. And it was just really lovely to see that uh, that maiden plate uh, was put onto this program on a TAB Country Day, and uh, that was taken out by Clareview Jet for Trevor Thomas and Matthew Powell. Uh, in that particular race. So really good to see, as I mentioned earlier, the Noel Allen Memorial. That's been on the Blackall meeting for many, many years now. And I'm sure the Barry Fitzhenry uh, will continue on there. And, and really pleased also to see Gimpy trainer Barry Gill uh, got the double with the cutest money, nine cigars and uh, Marchecki boy. And I, I think I read, Tony, too, that um, Justin Stanley rode his first uh, winner at the Gympie track, and it was on the Rodney Hay Galloper, Fire 
exchange which gave Rodney as an owner a two-meeting double because he had no refund at Blackhall and Fire Exchange taking cutest money at the Gympie uh, meeting. So I'm pretty sure I saw that, that Justin Stanley first Gympie winner as well. So pretty important meeting across the board there at Gympie. Yeah, punters were well on to uh, the Pat Duff stable with their previous success at the, uh, the Gympie Sand as well. Pat's been something of a Gympie Sand Cup specialist over the years and he had a winning double with Dare to Share and Jeno, each written by Michael Murphy which uh, each started favourite in their respective races. And Matthew Powell with a bit of a day out as well, riding a treble. Uh, Gracied for Kevin Semph in the, uh, the Benchmark 60 race four on the program. And then Matt was able to pick up the last two races for Trevor Thomas, uh, the uh, Benchmark 65 on Capo Dano and Clearview Jets in the uh, Vole Barry Fitzhenry maiden plate uh, also brought up doubles there. So, yeah, doubles for Barry Gill, Trevor Thomas, Michael Murphy, Pat Duff, and a, a treble for uh, for Matthew Powell. It was a, a great day out, and Gippy looked great there with the coverage on the Sky Racing Network on the weekend. As you said, Rob, seeing more and more of these uh, country tab meetings coming up, whether it's a, a Monday or a Saturday, I think it just enhances some of the Queensland racing product. Well, I think um, that's one thing that uh, Brendan Parnell has said uh, right from the word go in being uh, when he became CEO is that uh, Queensland's unique in having all of these country venues and we have lots of them compared to other states. So why not make the most of the uniqueness? And uh, there's so much variety in the tracks um, that are out there that uh, can be shown to to the world and uh, it yeah, gives difficulty to punter sometimes I suppose in terms of the different surfaces but it's unique to Queensland and, it, and it's really good that it's getting the promotion that it deserves, Tony. Well, uh, before we uh, take a look at Thangool and Gundawindi and while we're talking about some of the tap meetings, I want to wind back to last uh, Tuesday at the Cairns program. It was the last leg of the uh, Far North Queensland Rob Kosh Memorial Magic Millions Up and Coming Stayer Series. As the race starts to change shape urgently here, Gillick has been passed quickly by Star Status, who's made a statement here. Catch me if you can at the 400. Going with it, Love Flies at hard ridden a time, keep in touch. And they were followed then by Don Archangelo running on out wide. Super Rose is going to ping from the rear. And on the inside, Gallic is whacking away. Zeppelin's down the centre of the track. Star Status, halfway down the straight. Love Flies is trying hard, valiantly. Super Rose, and they were followed by Don Archangelo. But it's Star Status. The favourite's going to romp in. Star Status from Super Super Rose, Don Archangelo third, then Love Flies and Salsa Dreaming back in behind them then would have been Keep On Loving You. Zeppelin tried for a while but didn't... It was a star status for Nathan Thomas and Fred Whelan taking out the uh, final leg and doing it in impressive style, Rob, in the up-and-coming Stayers Series heat there at Cairns last Tuesday, winning by two and three-quarter lengths. But what was significant in that was Super Rose running second, Don Don Archangelo running third. Super Rose, by running second, has put a a massive change into the uh, the points tally and actually decided the winners of the uh, the 2022 FNQ Up and Coming Stayers Series. Uh, Going into it, as we were saying last weekend, it was really tight and was going to go down to the wire. Well, picking up those points, as Super Rose did, uh, where you get uh, two points to run second... Uh, that effectively sorted out uh, what had happened for the 2022 series. Super Rose uh, had run at Mount Garnet. It had uh, run third there. It ran third in one leg at Cairns. It won two heats at Innisfail and Atherton. And then that runner-up placing at Cairns last Tuesday ended up on 10 points and takes out the series ahead of Love Flies on nine, Craig Lee Simo on eight. Uh, James Baker, the uh, jockey there for Super Rose, was uh, just a point behind Pietro Romeo going into the last leg. 
but picking up two points, was able to then jump ahead and leapfrog, if you like, and ended up winning on nine points ahead of Pietro's eight. And after that, went back to uh, Lacey Morrison on five points. And for the uh, trainer of Super Rose, Maria Petiris, uh, also picking up all of those uh, extra points there, took out the uh, the trainer's tally with 10 points ahead of Kristen Allender's nine, and then back to Trevor Rowe on eight points. So it was a very significant runners-up spot. And what all of that does, the owners of Super Rose uh, receive a $4,000 bonus. The trainer, that's uh, Maria, picks up $2,000. And the jockey in James Baker picks up $500 courtesy of the Cairns Jockey Club. And as well, uh, with Magic Millions being on board, they've also thrown in a complimentary travel prize. Magic Millions offering complimentary travel for the winning trainer, jockey and managing owner to the Magic Millions two-year-olds in training sale or the Gold Coast March yearling sale next year. It all adds to the big big picture, Tony. And, and again, a, a great um, recognition of uh, Rob Kosh with that memorial series and Super Rose is aptly named. It was a super result for all connections involved with Super Rose. Yeah, I don't think I've seen a, a race like that uh, where the runner-up basically had more of the gloss uh, than what the winner did. But I think uh, Star Status certainly did all of the connections of Super Rose a big favour there. And I mentioned Fred Willem, the winning trainer there. Fred also had a, a double on the day, picked up uh, Prime Rulers' win in the 1250-metre Open. And that was a leg of a winning double for uh, Ryan Wiggins. And Justin Stanley, the uh, the journeyman, also rode a winning double at the other. Uh, Cairns program there last Tuesday. So great to be able to catch up on some of the news there. Back to the country meetings and we're out at Thangool on Saturday. He's had a very cosy run in front. It's Marway at the 500 metre point, two and a half clear. JJ seconds, Vindle pushed along in third. Then Walshy, I'm the business coach. Spring Creek is a minute away and the tail end of Magic Moay. They flatten for the run to the judge, 200 metres to go. He has a big look over the shoulder on Marway. He's three in front. JJ is second, but Marway, he's clear. He's four in front of JJ. He's far too good and class tells in the run to the wire. Marway wins by three. JJ seconds, Vindal third. Then coach, they're followed by Spring Creek. Walshy, I'm the business. Marway for Ashley Butler and Jono Singh taking out the Billowilla Plumbing Works open plate over the 1,200 beating JJ and Svindal with Darren Walker there with the call. And Rob, no uh, multiple winners for the day. They, uh, the program there at Thangool on Saturday had a, uh, a five-race card, five winning jockeys, five winning trainers. But the day will certainly be well-remembered by one young apprentice who rode her very first winner on her very first day of race riding. Yeah, Brooke Johnson, um, another new apprentice coming through the ranks on Grand Delago for Master Benny Creer out of Yapoon. And uh, a great result. <laughs> what a win. Nine lengths. And you'd almost think Brooke would be thinking, this is an easy game. Armchair ride win over Tontine and Aussie Tycoon. Uh, big margins in that race, Tony. But uh, as you as you point out to me off air this morning, um, the rest of the program just levels it all out for a new apprentice having their first day. And But what a great result for her. Well done, Brooke Johnson. We know we'll hear more of you uh, down the track. But, um, yeah, you, you saw the whole range of results for Brooke, didn't you, Tony, during the day? Mm. Yeah, yeah, beaten five lengths and ran ninth of ten in the first race and then running eighth of eight, beaten 17 lengths in race two. Brooke must have been thinking... Am I doing the right thing here? Uh, then lining up in race three, running seventh of eight, beaten six lengths. It must have still been starting to, to go through the mind of, uh, I'm seeing a lot of rumps here and 
not that I want to be out in front. Well, out in front she was. As you said, Grand Delago winning by nine lengths. Uh, I, I imagine you wouldn't have been able to uh, wipe the smile off her face. And, but then just as racing does, it's a great leveller. She then uh, rode uh, Morricone for Rodney Hay in the last event and ran her into seventh, beaten four by Daunting Princess. So as you said, the whole gamut of emotions there. But uh, still, nothing takes away your first grinner on your first day of race riding. And what's also great, she had a full book of rides, didn't she, across yes. the um, the board? Yeah, and a, five rides for five, five different trainers, which was great to see. Yeah, when they uh, when you got five different trainers picking you up, I think it's always a, a good sign. So congratulations to you, Brooke Johnson, uh, apprentice to uh, Ben Creer in uh, Yapoon. A great day out and one that you'll always remember. I couldn't get over the odds of Marway at $2, Tony. This is a horse that won in Sydney and uh, is now back in that area uh, with John O'Singh. And congratulations to John O'Singh to have him back. A uh, very strong win in that uh, open plate. But honour shared, as you mentioned, and Raymond West kicked it off with Emperor of Light and Nicole Seymour riding the Holy Roman Emperor uh, got up over another Rodney Hay runner in uh, owned runner in Tell the World, trained by Craig Smith and got some cutest money there and Breaker Breaker into a third place. Uh, young Tom Smith out of Rockhampton with top CD took the Class B for the top echelon. Uh, Talia Fenlon on board that galloper defeating another top, top melody, uh, an ocean for uh, Barcold and trainer Brendan Richardson in for third place. And uh, Mary Hassam travelled all the way out there from Bundaberg and uh, Daunting Princess. Uh, she's got a couple of daunting uh, lad gallopers. Mary does a great job with them, and this three-year-old filly by daunting lad has had three from five, three wins from five starts at the track. So obviously likes going out to Thangul and likes that 800-meter uh, distance, and got up over our Stormy Girl, which was favourite for Glenda Bell and Talia Fenlon, and fudging it into third place also for Mary. So Mary getting the uh, first and third runners there, but a day out that will always be remembered by. Um, Brooke Johnson, I don't think she'll have any trouble with any trivia questions in her <laughs> career down the track, Tony, as to um, what was her first winning ride out there at Van Gool. Yeah, and, and probably we'll start keeping a tally, closer tally on her uh, winning rides as well. Just on that, uh, you mentioned Tyler Leslie before uh, winning at uh, Blackall on the weekend. That brings up nine wins and 15 placings out of 45 rides for Tyler. His uh, strike rate's pretty impressive, Rob. 20% winning strike rates. Not bad for a, uh, a young hoop. He's only been doing it for a very short while. Yeah, I'm glad you brought those statistics up because he, he uh, had a little bit of trouble rem remembering what number he was up to when I was interviewing him on the weekend. And I knew it was somewhere around 10. So we've got it right now, Tyler. Nine wins from, what was it, Tony? 45? Nine from 45, oh. yeah. I'll be able to question him next time. He'll probably be at Longreach on the weekend and possibly riding another winner. But... There was one more meeting that we looked at on the uh, the weekend and uh, a very important meeting for the Gundawindi uh, Race Club because it featured the uh, Carrington Cotton Bogabilla Cup, the open handicap over 1,400 metres. As they work up towards the 500 and Cappuccino about to be joined by a crack of doom. Around the outside, Craig Lee, Arian, Mattiara makes a line of four. The Irons just behind them and Brian Each Sage ground through on the inside. Here's a great race at the 200. Cappuccino may be a narrow leader. Brian Each kicks through on the inside. The Irons, the great drive through on the centre out wide. Mattiara, but the Irons wins the Bogabilla Cup. 
Drove through in the centre has beaten Crack of Doom and Mattiara. Next was Cappuccino, followed by Craigley Arian. Back on the fence was Brian Leach, Carlin Trent. While regular guns in park caller Brett Moody was on duty at Toowoomba as Anthony Collins was over calling at Gympie, it was Greg Cashel who made the trip up over the border. Greg uh, hails from the Inverell area. Robin called the Irons home to victory there for Emma McPherson and Jason Gregory, who ended up with a double towards the end of the program there at uh, Gundawindi on the weekend. Yeah, and a uh, very talented horse, the Irons. Um, nine wins now from 68 with 35 minor placings for this seven-year-old by the Hammer. And he's had two wins and three placings his last five. So he's in good form and it was a good finish with only uh, that two-length margin back to Brian Eish and six. So uh, competitive race there. And uh, Emma McPherson, of course, uh, having the um, uh, double for the day out there. And I know I haven't lost where I've got my uh, notes here because you go back to race number three and that double you mentioned for Jason Gregory and Emma McPherson came with Copper Sunset, the Dusty Moon four-year-old mare, four from 14. That's a nice, strong winning record. Placed its last two over, I'm pretty sure, a last up winner in Peachy's Dream and uh, Tinder into um, third place. Uh, the day kicked off with Olivia Webb. Now, I'm pretty sure Olivia might have had a winner at uh, Warwick yesterday. I'm not 100% sure, but I thought I saw her name there for Rochelle Pereira. Malagro, second up after a break, a four-year-old by Halo Crown, defeated uh, Craiglia Gina and Pinaru that's been moving around for Ben Bowen and getting some good results, that particular horse. Uh, Tycoon Jim for Leon Cross and Jacob Golden uh, had the win in the cutest maiden plate. And uh, it defeated uh, more Max and Level 1. Um, and then we went to a race number four. Now, here's a horse that uh, really is he's rock hard fit. Abroy, this mare by Zariz, 1-3 back. Um, look, it's it's one in the city at big odds, Abroy. So good to see Michael Hemmings getting the result. And I do know at Warwick yesterday, Tony, Volate. The horse that went to the Gold Coast ran in the last race of the day, went to Warwick the next day and won. Volate also bobbed up at Warwick again yesterday with a win, so congratulations to the Hemming Stable and good to see old Abroy continuing in winning form in the benchmark 55, defeating the locally trained Fitzroy Boy and uh, Persian Front. And, of course, the other winner of the... Uh, the other winner on the day was Yuchida for Corey and Kylie Girin. Emily Lang riding this one, a four-year-old mare by Spill the Beans over Craigley Cleo and Cause You Can. But the feature event, the Irons, as we heard, Jason Gregory and Emma McPherson completing that double on the day for with the Bogabilla Cup Open Handicap victory. I, uh, we might have to start calling Olivia Webb last race Olivia like we do with last race Brooke because you were right. She had uh, the last race yesterday at the Warwick program, Kiki Coco for Rochelle Pereira. After taking out, uh, no, it wasn't the last race. What am I talking about? It was the well, first. Well, she bookended the two days, didn't she? Basically, yeah, the yeah, first I, and the last. Yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> but but it was the first at, at Warwick into the. Sorry, I'll get my stats right. The first at Gundy into the last at Warwick. That doesn't quite yeah. bookend. Well, does it? No, it does. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it bookends the two bookend. two programs. Yeah, no, in my way a, of thinking. Yeah, no, don't mind me. <laughs> There is a jockey out here that's going close to the title, Robbie Farr. He's doing the same thing. It was that, It's just that no refund nailed him in the last 50 at Blackhall on the weekend. It spoiled <laughs> his copybook record. Speaking of that Warwick <laughs> program yesterday, uh, all of the honours evenly shared. Eight races for eight winning riders, eight winning trainers on the day. But 
Good to see uh, Warwick finally catching up with the program after they'd had uh, two or three mm. false starts there to try and get their tab meeting out of the way. But uh, nice to be able to, uh, to see that all completed yesterday. Uh, today we're off to uh, Rockhampton. Uh, Townsville have their Winter Cup program coming up on Thursday and Gatton have a tab program on Friday as well. And I mentioned before, Rob, the uh, tab card for the Mackay Turf Club this Saturday where it's Mackay Cup Day and also featuring the Bell of the Whit Sunday and the Whit Sunday Guineas. Big day for Bundaberg on Saturday. It's their Gold Cup and Lightning program. Also meetings at Atherton, Emerald, Julia Creek, Longreach and Roma. And not forgetting Kilcoy scheduled to race next Tuesday. They've also had a, uh, a dashed run of things as far as wet weather and wet tracks have con been concerned. So fingers crossed that everything dries out uh, in suitable time there for Kilcoy to race next week. Yeah, and it's not easy, Tony. Um, uh, listeners need to uh, realise, and I'm sure they do understand in the country areas, with the amount of rain we've had in some of our areas that have been drought-stricken, uh, a lot of these tracks in these winter months, and particularly in recent weeks, where you haven't had the sun out as much. as There's been clear days, but they've been cloudy and covered over, and we're just not getting the sun. So it makes it difficult for some of the tracks um, where you know it might look all right on the top, but then underneath, and I think it, it possibly was a situation with Hewenden where the senior jockeys voted after race two that, no, the track wasn't safe for racing, yet it appeared that way at the beginning of the day, but horses were starting to sink uh, into the uh, track surface. It's very hard to judge, but I, I do notice, I believe, that um, the stewards and Curic processes are leading more to getting out as early as possible to try and indicate whether meetings are safe to go ahead or not safe to go ahead which um, we the more we get of that uh, the better in terms of it but it's a patient game now because um, you know you're relying on the, on the sun being out and um, and uh, total drying weather and getting right down into some of these tracks which will only do them the world of good down the track because um, that rain has been a welcome relief and uh, a lot of these track conditions will really come good, I think, as the uh, the months go on. Yeah. But uh, we'll see this weekend, of course, those meetings that you mentioned. And, uh, of course, if you get any great stories coming from those meetings, email me at barkersnews.optusnet.com.au and we'll come back next Tuesday for the next round of Bush Beat and Great Country Racing. Tony? Good on you, Rob. Have a great week. Yeah, good morning, Tony. Good morning, listeners. That's our show for this week, folks. Good luck to the clubs racing this weekend. As we went, as we mentioned, Mackay Cup Day on Saturday and the non-tab programs. The country racing to be showcased at Longreach, Julia Creek, Emerald, Atherton, Roma and Bundaberg, where it is Bundaberg Gold Cup Day. We wish you all some great racing and some safe racing for your meetings coming up this weekend. And we'll be back to report on that next Tuesday on Bushbeat here on Radio Tab.